All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for for your giving uh, to today. I know uh, some of us is kind of uh, weekly, monthly, how however it is that that you do it. Either way, uh, grateful to you and say thank you and, and certainly uh, appreciate it. Believe for the word of the Lord to be uh, something that breaks through, breaks out in your life because of you obeying what thus says the Lord. Um, it is that time to get in uh, on this word. Hope that you are ready. Um, I, I have been warned against <laughs> you utilizing the the language of I'm not going to be long because I have a history of not following through. So I have been told uh, with that. But uh, today I really, really only have one point slash one question to to ask of us. Uh, we're we're going to start in Psalm 119. We're still uh, we're still in the the from the heart um, vein of thought. I hope this has been uh, been blessing us and giving us some uh, some meat, if you will, to uh, just really digest and and think and ponder on and uh, have the Lord walk us through in in greater detail. So you know you might you get what you get on Sunday, but then you take it and you go further with it in your own devotional time, and and God makes it more specific to you. I hope that it that it's been uh, something where you you've been recognizing the the vitalness of protecting protecting your heart, protecting your heart, guarding your heart. Um, yes, from uh, outside forces and and things that other people might do, other people might say, but also too from from your own thought processes and things about yourself that you may have adopted. Uh, along the way and along the journey of life that are not fitting for uh, where it is that God is taking you. And in fact, that that's probably the, the, the bigger fight and the bigger battle is not so much somebody else and what they're saying and what they're doing as much as it is with you because you you are always with you. Okay, wherever you go, you're going with you. So because of that, You've got to make sure that that the self-reflection and the self-talk and what it is that that you are thinking about you is consistent with what it is that that the Lord is saying. And and that's kind of where we're digging into uh, a little bit today with this with this next installment. So you can go ahead and turn to uh, Psalm 119. We're just looking at just looking at one verse. I've talked about this verse a lot, but I'm going to use it uh, again as a foundation to to build uh, with today. So Psalm 119 verse 89. But let's pray right quick before we uh, jump into that. So, Father, we thank you uh, for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Thank you that the fresh word is about to come before us. I pray, Father, that it is something that brings strength, that it brings reproof, that it brings correction. Holy Spirit, we make space for you to do what it is that you do best. And we thank you for the change that is about to take place. Thank you for the strength that is about to be added as we add on another piece to this conversation of what it is to live from the heart, what it is to uh come from our heart, uh, the vitalness of our heart, how you see it, uh, how you gauge us by the heart. So we lay what 
what's inside of us, especially by outer appearances, but you judge by what's going on on the inside. And so we lay what's inside of us before you, Lord, that it might be able to be examined and that it might be able to be something that you uh, are pleased with and that you approve of. And I thank you for the strength that's about to be added to everyone, including the person holding the microphone in Jesus name. We pray and we decree it to be so. Amen. And amen. Psalm 119, verse 89, one of one of my favorite, favorite all-time verses. Simple, straight to the point, but powerful. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. The assure the assurance of the word of God packed in one verse is settled. No debate, no argument can come against it to bring a shift and a change. Now we know we live in a world where debate and argument is made against the word <laughs> day in and day out. Of the, of the validity of the word, of the strength of the word, of the strength of what it is that he said, of the truthfulness of what it is that he said. But the scriptures make it clear in this one verse, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. And we've dug into this th- throughout, throughout our existence and the understanding that his, his word being settled in heaven is, is all I need for it to have a sense of strength and validity with me here on the earth. I don't live in heaven. I live in the earth right now. So because I'm in the earth, whenever I get a word according to this text, I'm getting a word that doesn't come from earth. And because I'm getting something that doesn't come from earth, I have something that I can rest myself within because it came from this place where he lives. His word is settled in heaven. And if it's settled in heaven, when it makes it to me, I have gotten something that is a settled issue. Whatever it is that has been spoken to me, whatever promise has been given to me, whatever it is I've gotten from his from his word, what he has said to me in my private time, what he said to me through the scriptures. Whenever I receive that, I am receiving something that is a settled thing. There is no debate that I could give or anybody else could give that is going to shift whatever it is that he has spoken. Shall he say something and it not come to pass? Shall he say something and it return back unto him void? There's that has never happened through throughout the existence of the universe. So anytime I get a word from God, I have got something that is a settled issue. But our next text that we are about to go to shows that although I got something that is a settled reality and it's something that God wants to see come to pass and is his preferred will within my life, it can be ineffective for me. I can have something that is settled yet live and die and never see it come to pass. And see, a lot of people, if, if, you, if you live and die and it doesn't come to pass, then we would look at the person who said it and call them a liar. You, you, weren't, you weren't truthful. You, you didn't tell me the truth. You didn't give me the full scope. But according to this, although the word is settled in heaven and I'm praying on earth as it is in heaven and praying for the kingdom to come, there's something that if my heart posture is off kilter, I can make this powerful potency, uh, a, a thing of the word of God, not be able to break through for me. For me. 
This is powerful stuff. And this, this is why we've been having the conversation for as long as we've been having it of the understanding of the vitalness that, that everything that's happening within my heart, I have to lay it before the Lord and say, please examine this area. Please examine this uh, before you and let me know whatever it is that's going on within me that is off kilter from what it is that you would have me to do because I don't want to miss out on something that's already been settled for me. It's already been settled and I, and I don't have to go ab- above and beyond to make this a reality or receive a promise from God. Already got it. Already got it and it's already been settled. But let's let's examine these next sets of scriptures found in Mark chapter 7. So you go ahead and turn there found in Mark chapter 7 and look at what exactly it is that can happen within my life that could cause something as powerful as the word to be able to be made in effect. I'm moving pretty quick. I'm actually halfway through. Y'all probably don't even believe me. I'm halfway through. Mark, Mark chapter seven. Looking at, uh, we're looking at a good, good bit of Mark chapter seven, looking at, uh, verses one to 13 and then, uh, looking at 14 and 15 as well. So one day those known as the Pharisees and certain religious scholars came from Jerusalem and gathered around Jesus. They were shocked to find that some of Jesus' disciples ate bread without first observing the prescribed Jewish ritual of hand washing before eating their meal. Verse three, for the Pharisees, like all other Jews, will not eat without first performing a ritual of pouring water over their cupped hands to keep the tradition of the elders. Similarly, when returning from the marketplace, they ceremonially washed themselves before eating. They also observed many other traditions, such as ceremonially washing cups, pitchers, and kettles. Just stay, stay with me. I know you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Keep going. <laughs> to the age, let's ask Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the age-old traditions passed down by our elders? They should first ceremonially wash their hands before eating. Verse 6, Jesus replied, you are frauds and hypocrites. Talk to the Pharisees. You are frauds and hypocrites. How accurately did Isaiah prophesy about you phonies when he said, these people honor me with their words while their hearts run far away from me. Their worship is nothing more than a charade, for they continue to insist that their man-made traditions Hope you're seeing a theme here that their man-made traditions are equal to the instructions of God. Verse eight, you abandon God's commandments just to keep men's rituals, such as ceremonially washing your cups, your utensils and other things. Verse nine. Then he added how skillful you've become in rejecting God's law in order to maintain your man-made set of rules. For example, Moses taught us, honor your father and your mother. And whoever insults or mistreats his father or mother must be put to death. That was the law according to Moses. Verse 11, but your made-up rules allow a person to say to his parents, I've decided to take the support you were counting on from me and make it my holy offering to God, and that will be your blessing instead. How convenient. The rules you teach exempt him from providing for his aged parents, which was the law of God at the time. Do you really think God will honor your traditions passed down to others 
making up these rules that nullify God's word. That is a huge statement. Do you really think God will honor your traditions passed down onto others? Making up these rules that do what? Nullify God's word. How can the, the centerpiece that holds the universe together, the word of God, be nullified by something? And it is nothing more than a made up rule or tradition. Let's look at it in the New King James. This, this, this verse, verse 13, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down and many such things you do. Let's look at the, uh, the, the, the ending piece of it. Then Jesus called the crowd together saying, hear my words, all of you and take them to heart. 15, what truly contaminates a person is not what he puts into his body or even puts on his body, but what comes out. That's what makes a person defiled. This is what makes a person defiled. Now, my uh, the first one I want us to, to look at and kind of keep. Look at and, and, and pull apart. Is uh, verse verse nine right here. So the the con the context of this and want to tie it in to Psalm 119. The context is Pharisees have this tradition of theirs. Of course, we know Pharisees are, are the religious leaders uh, of the time when Jesus was on the earth. These were uh, the people who, if there was anything that you needed to know about the law of Moses or anything that you needed to know about the laws of God that came through Moses, you would ask, you would ask these guys. So they would be the, uh, the preachers and the church leaders of, of that day. They had Although they they were uh, leaders when it came from the, the religious text and they were experts in that, they had extra things that they attached to what it was that, that they were doing. Because if we, if we went back to, to verse 4 and you dig into the history of that verse, it says that these things of ceremonially washing uh, cups and pots and all the stuff that they were doing was not a requirement of the law. It was just something that was handed down from their elders and it was just something that they quote unquote always did. So because it's something that I have always done and it's just the way that I've always done life, this is just what we do. So now the Pharisees are looking at Jesus and his followers and they are not doing these same things. So although they are following the law at that time, they're not doing all this cup washing and washing of the hands and all those things like that. It upsets the Pharisees, which sparks this sparks this conversation. And it sparks this conversation to where Jesus gets to this place to where he said, you have these traditions that mean nothing, but because you have you have grabbed the hold to them and gravitated to them as tight as you have, you have now made up a rule and you fleece other people into that. If they don't do these things, then God must not be with them. And I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing this to us just to ask the simple question and to get us to have a moment to where we can come before God with with our heart and ask the question of, is there any kind of tradition? I, I had a hard time when I when I was trying to piece this together of like trying to to uh, articulate from from the term of tradition, because I don't want to communicate that tradition in and of itself is a bad thing. 
That's, that's not what's being said because the, the context of this is the fact that they took the tradition and they put it equal with God. That was the prophecy of Isaiah, that you take these things that you are doing and you have allowed it to dig into your heart to you have made it equal, fame, whatever it, thing it is that you are doing, and you have made it equal equal with God. But customs and traditions in and of themselves are not bad and wrong to have. But when they have been made equal to the voice of God, that is when we have an issue and we step into the realm of ineffectiveness as far as the word is concerned. Now, here was my struggle. When when I think of the word tradition, for me, immediately, I go into holiday. I go into holidays, I go into good times, I go, I go into things like that. So that was the struggle with, with even bringing this before, before everybody. So as I was seeking the Lord saying, that, that's, not, that's not what I'm aiming at, so I, I need you to help me dig a little deeper within this. So this is what the Lord gave me. In context of, of our conversation, when it, come, when it comes to our heart posture, I, I, I believe that there, there are things that can rest within our hearts that we lean toward when 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 life gets pre- brings pressure to us when we get scared when we get fearful or, or whatever the case may be whatever it is that you might be that you lean toward that is your default within that moment may be something that can make the word of god ineffective for you case in point any kind of customs that i have belief patterns that i have thought processes that i have when things get tight on me when I fail at something do you immediately go to beating yourself up because if that is the case you have raised that up as a tradition if you will that that's your pattern when you mess up and if that's my pattern when I mess up that can make the word of God have no effect for me can have no effect for me. And as strong and as potent as the word of God is, if that's a pattern that I have every time I mess up, that's a pattern that I have every time I have a bad day, every time I have an off moment, I have allowed that to stay. And whenever I allow that to stay, that is something that is going to ram up against the word of God. So then I will have this frustrating time and frustrating season within my life of saying, God, your word is not true when that's not the case. There's some tradition that I have that I have not allowed to be examined. See, see, see what I'm saying with that? So y'all, my beliefs, my patterns, my thought, my thought processes, my conclusions that I have come to, whenever I have placed those in the, in the same frequency as the word of God. And, and although if I were asked the question, I would probably say, no, I don't, I don't do that. But when it comes to uh, uh, the the validity of whether I do that or not, it's not in me answering, yes, I do it. No, I don't. It's in how I behave. Or let me say it like this. You can tell the tree by its fruit. <laughs> no, no, no apple tree can ever argue you down that it produces oranges. Makes no sense. You can, you can say you, you are part of the orange grove all you want to, but if I look at your branch and I see an apple, there's nothing more to discuss. You're an apple tree. 
I'm I'm I I'm not I don't behave like that. I I don't do this. I don't do okay. Let me see the branch, please. The branch. And the branch comes from where? The heart. What is inside at some point is going to make its way out. Eventually, what you believe, how you behave, the thought processes that you hide in your heart about yourself, it is going eventually to show itself and reveal the truth. And there could be something in there that is counteracting the word over your life. There could be something attached to me that is short-circuiting what God has spoken to me. And that's what Jesus is getting at these Pharisees with in this text. He's saying, you, you, you have taken these traditions. You, first of all, you fleeced yourself. You shouldn't even done that to yourself. But not only did you do it to yourself, you started inviting people into the party and started telling them that they need to be following these same things. But at, at the end of the day, you are using this just as, as this phony excuse to you not really having to give yourself fully over unto God and giving yourself fully over unto what it is that he has spoken to you because when it comes to this heart examination and laying my heart before God that is not necessarily an easy thing I don't know if you've had that same experience over the, the whole time we've been having this conversation it's been about a month by now but all everything that we've been talking about has not been has not been easy things it's not been easy things to digest it's not been easy things to hear about myself it's not been easy things to allow to allow my heart and what's really in there to to be examined by God but thankfully he would never examine and highlight something to make me feel bad to make me feel bad or to beat me up that's not the God that we serve he only does these things that he might push me closer to being created in the image of Christ and I have to make sure for the sake of today that are, are, are there thought processes? Are, are, are there customs? Are there, are there behaviors? Is, is, is there something that, that I, ju I just always do? I always say that about myself. I always say that about people that make me upset. I always say this, that, and the third. And it has nothing to do with God's word or the pattern that God has set. Y'all looking at me like y'all want to, for how one is, is to behave. Y'all looking at me like y'all want to get me or something. Are, are we are we good? Am I safe? <laughs> okay, okay. Let's let's keep let's keep going with this though. So um, so verse four. Let me, yeah, let's go back to that. Go back to verse four first, and then we'll come to uh, verse nine. So verse four. Let's write that. Similarly, uh, when returning from the marketplace, they ceremonially washed themselves before eating. They also observed many other traditions, such as ceremonially washing cups, pitchers. Kettles. Just wanted to bring this up to, to, to show that that had, that had nothing to do with the, uh, the law, the law of Moses. So it had zero value when it came toward, uh, toward obeying God. So our thoughts, our beliefs, our behavior, our tradition, our customs, these things have to be looked at and examined to make sure that they, they don't hold, uh, some kind of, uh, negative, uh, opposite hitting type of factor toward the, the word of God. Now, Verse nine. This is what I wanted to bring out in in the King James. It says you all too well. Know how to reject God's law in order to maintain your man made set of rules. I just wanted to bring this up because the passion translation is, is, says how skillful you've become in rejecting God's law. Who wants a skill 
like that. And if it's a skill, that means I've been practicing. I, I could be practicing at rejecting the law of God, at, at, at rejecting the promise of God, at having uh, a tradition constantly make the word of no effect. I could have a, a historical pattern in my life of a word being spoken over me, but a tradition short-circuiting. Word being spoken, tradition short-circuiting. Word being spoken, but because I'm so, I so grasp onto how I've always done things, onto how I have always lived, on how I've always behaved, on how I have always uh, done my nighttime ritual, or, or whatever the or whatever the case may be, whatever is something that is there that I will not allow God to examine can help me develop my skill of pushing the word away. Not a skill I want to have. And I hope it's a skill that you wouldn't want to have either. How skillful you've become in rejecting God's law in order to maintain your your man-made set of rules. Have a history of this in various areas of your life where you reject God and cling to the ease and comfort of how you've always done things. And then verse 10 was another one I wanted to highlight. For example, Moses taught us, honor your father and mother. I bring this up because I believe he brought this up because this was the, the commandment that was attached to promise, right? So this is the one that is attached to promise. And it shows that whenever I have these traditions or I have these areas within my heart that I will not allow to be examined, it is, it is going to keep me void of promises. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep me void of promises that God has given over that are rightfully mine whenever I did not allow my heart to be examined to say, is there any kind of thing that, that is a tradition of mine, a custom of mine, and how I behave and how I view others and how I view myself? That's keeping the word of God of being no effect for me. Shows how promises are nullified by our traditions by our traditions don't want the word of God to be made of no effect but your man-made rules allow a person to say to his parents not going to read that because it just goes into what exactly it was for for their context my point is today is that I have I have got to examine look at the posture of my heart look at what's happening within my heart and saying Lord are, are there traditions, are there customs, are there thought processes that I'm holding on to? Watch this, no, knowingly or unknowingly. Just stuff that I'm deliberately holding on to because that, that's, just, that's just how I've done it. That's just the way that I was taught, and I'm just, I'm just not letting it go. Or are there things that I, I don't even recognize that I do, and I just, this is how I am. I don't even, don't even realize that, that, that that's how I treat people. That that's how I think about people when they disappoint me. This, this, that, that. The, these areas. Because if, if there is tradition of some kind, I, I really wish I had another word for that. But you understand what I'm saying. I hope I pleaded my case to, to know what, what I'm saying in this context. Are, are there traditions 
that are standing up within my heart that makes the word that is forever settled. We built that case. Thy word is forever settled in heaven. What the Lord has spoken over me is forever settled and he's not changing his mind about it. But we just looked at, I can have something going on within my heart that is a tradition. That is something that I have always held dear to, something that's always been around, something that I say is, is the way for me that could be counteracting the word of the Lord, making the word of God of no effect. Making this word of no effect. Do you really think this word and doing the minute others down to others, making up these rules that nullify God's word and doing the minute other many other things like that, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down and many such things you do. Last point. Last point here, because this this flow, this flows all together and flows well, because this, this is one conversation that's coming from Jesus. So Jesus talks about the fact of the these traditions and things that are coming out of them is, is what's making the word, the word of God of no effect, showing that the real issue was not these things that are that are happening on the outside. It's the real issue is not uh, what's happening on the outside. The real issue is not even uh, your behavior. The real issue is not your behavior. The real issue is never something that's that's external or something that's going on on the outside. Because for for all too well, all I mean, all too often, we as the church have put a tremendous amount of focus and attention on trying to change my behavior. On trying to change what's going on the outside. Stop doing this. Start doing this. Stop saying this. Start saying this. And not that that doesn't have a validity and importance, but the real issue is the fact that it's, it's what's happening on the inside. That was the problem with the Pharisees. The Pharisees had fooled themselves into thinking that if I keep washing my hands at this specific time and wash this cup this specific way, then God's going to be okay with me. And that's not that's not the case at all, because it's what's happening on the inside that's messing you up. What's happening on the inside is what's keeping that word from coming to pass within my life. What's happening to me on the inside. So if the inside is the most important, that I need God to do some kind of work inside of me. Hence these verses here, verses 14 to 15. Then Jesus called the crowd together and said, hear my words, all of you, and take them to heart. Take them inside. This is what you need to know. What truly contaminates a person is not what he puts into his body. Nothing that you put inside, because I didn't put these other verses, but what you put inside is eventually going to be eliminated. It's going to be wasted. But what comes out of a person, this is where defilement is coming from. What, what is what is making me uh, good or bad? What's making me ready for promise or not ready for promise? What makes me like that is what comes out of me. The reality of what comes out of me when the rubber meets the road, when things get tough, when things get tight, whatever it is that comes out, that is the revealing factor of what's really going on with me and where it is that the focus really needs to go. What's happening inside of me. And whenever things get tight, question is, is there a custom of some kind that I have that has been raised up equal to the word of God? 
Because again, like I said uh, earlier, traditions, customs in and of themselves, they're, they're, they're patterns. They're patterns. We, we all have them. Our families have them. A community has them. It's what helps, it's what helps, it fl- helps a society flow and be a society of some kind. But whenever there is a tradition of some kind that has been raised and made equal to God to where if the Lord called me to let it go, I have a problem. Where if a challenge is given to me to where that this needs to be dropped for a season or this needs to be dropped completely or something like that, and I put up a fight, that may be a sign of some kind. There's, that there is something that may be short-circuiting this promise to break through and break out over my life. I don't want customs and traditions making the word of God of no effect over my life. Because there's too much promise that's been placed over me. There's too much promise that's been placed over you. And in the context of, of from the heart, is there something that's in my heart that I, that I need him to examine? Is, is, is there a custom of some kind, something that I always lean to, a way that I always behave that is short-circuiting? Short-circuiting his word. Short-circuiting his promise over my life. Because if there is... I need to know, Lord. Ties in well with last week. Is there any path of pain that I'm walking on? Is there is there something that that I'm walking on? Is there something that's happening with me? Am I am I stepping in an area that I don't need to be stepping in? Why? Because I, I need my heart postured in the correct position. That promise might be able to be trusted over to me. I want to be trusted with this promise. I don't want it to be an ideal all the days of my life. I want to see that it's something that breaks through into my life. And it's something that at one point it used to be an idea and something that was just a word. But now it's something that I hold in my hand. And a part of that is making sure that I'm doing this hard work that needs to be done. Amen. You didn't believe me, but I'm done. (laughs) Bless the name of the Lord. That was really all I had for today I believe that it that it was it was it was important for us to look at and be able to to ask that question just a simple question what are those customs what are those traditions what are those behaviors that when things get tight I lean toward them and I'm not allowing God to examine because if there's something that is there I can be fit into the category of you making the word and so lift lift your through what it is that you're doing. And so lift, lift your hands, please. Let me, let me bless you. So, Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for the strength of your word. We thank you, Father, for uh, the opportunity that you've given to us to be able to dive into uh, your word and what it is that you're saying to us. Thank you for uh, highlighting to us and showing us the effect that we can have on the word of God, the same word that upholds the universe, the same word that is keeping the oxygen level in this room uh, correct so that we can live and breathe. That kind of word, that kind of promise being spoken over us, if there are traditions that I am holding on to, it can make that word ineffective for me. And so I can know about it, but never take advantage of it. We do not want to be those people 
We don't want to fit in that kind of category. We want everything that you've spoken over us, every promise, everything that you've given over to us. We want the yes and amen of God to break through and breathe over us that we might hold in our hand, taste and see and experience that every word that you speak is true. Every promise that you've given comes to pass. And so we lay, we lay our hearts before you, Lord, that you would examine any traditions that we would have so that they may be broken, they may be challenged, they may be corrected, so that every word that you speak over us will be effective. I bless your people. May you bless them, keep them, cause your face to shine upon them, establish them, and give them peace. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Amen. You are dismissed. I love you. We will see you next week. God bless you.